Hello and welcome to episode 2, chapter 2 of Mark, My Words. Hello world, um, welcome back. Thank you very much to everyone who downloaded the first episode and has subscribed. Uh, very nice, had some lovely comments. Um, and though it's not a competition, I can see what countries downloaded the most. So at the minute, at the top, it's the United Kingdom. Well done. Uh, second, United States. Hello, America. And third, Ireland. Bonjour. So that's nice. I get to see who's listening. Um, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, without further hesitation, uh, please enjoy chapter two of the as-yet-untitled children's book by Mark. The tap got fixed. Johnny checked the tap was working to his satisfaction by wiggling it a bit, and it all seemed in order. Though Johnny had no practical training, he was sure even he would know if a tap was fixed or not. The water wasn't brown, so it hadn't been incorrectly hooked up to the toilet. Poo water in a cup of tea isn't nice. Johnny knew that from first-hand experience. A bath was running upstairs, so he trotted to the bathroom, glugged in half a bottle of matey, and let his cares float away. On the side was a small whiskey glass, two ice cubes, and half full of pure, unfiltered panda pop. Not the red flavour, but the blue flavour. Everyone's favourite was blue. Johnny wondered what actual flavour blue is. It's not blueberry. Is it fruit? Vegetable? Canary? He wasn't sure, but he sipped it delicately. Floating alongside him was an open packet of Disco's crisps. They were too vinegary, but that was the best. Cooking away in the oven were some turkey Twizzlers. You can't get them anymore, but Johnny wrote a strongly worded letter to the manufacturers and they sent whatever out-of-date stock they had. Johnny couldn't tell the difference and wondered if they could actually go out of date. While in the bath, Johnny thought about spicing up his CV a bit. Following his disciplinary, rather than an interview, he felt like he needed a new challenge. Laptop balanced on the bath, he began a ferocious update. Skills, good at chatting. Horse whisperer, part-time. Geography, within a six-mile radius. Cat botherer, excellent at sharpening pencils and good at writings. He didn't have much experience before he was a supply teacher, so he added in a fake previous employer. Hydro Auto Farm Cutlery Services, 2010 to 2012. Responsibilities. I was pretty much responsible for everything. The guys in the warehouse called me the wolf because I was tough but hairy. Everyone gave me mad respect and I was like the boss of sorts. I would do the numbers into a calculator, go to the bank and get the money for the company, order a new kettle every month, and tell off Simon, who always had something smart to say. 
My secretary said, and I quote, Johnny, you should be earning at least twenty millions pounds because you're so good at all work. I told her that I couldn't include that on my CV, but she insisted. Happy with his CV, he printed off twenty copies. He stepped out of the bath, quick towel dry, too much talcum powder, and pranced to the bedroom. His footprints left a white chalk outline from the bathroom to the bedroom. He dressed and wiped the evidence. He didn't want an OJ trial on his hands. The last thing he needed was to be the second trial of the century. Keys. Check. Purse. Check. Nokia 3210. Check. Johnny was ready to begin his job hunt. He skipped down the street to the bus stop. As soon as he arrived, one turned up. The Nazis weren't bad at everything, Johnny mused to himself. One to the town centre, please. One pound fifty, said the bus driver. Johnny rooted around his purse. Do you accept Cineworld gift cards? It has over three pounds on it. No, just real money, please, Johnny, snorted the busman. Look, don't worry, I'll get it off your mum at some point. Johnny was free to sit where he liked. He chose the bottom to keep away from the bad kids and chose a seat where he could reach the weird black thing that you push in to make the bus stop moving. He liked the control he had over the vehicle. He felt like Dave Benson Phillips in his heyday. Entering the town centre, he went to his first port of call. The pet shop. Hi, Johnny, greeted Alan, the owner, warily. Hi, Alan. Any new poisonous animals in? Not today, Johnny. Not for you, anyway, murmured Alan. I want a job. Can you give me a job here? I've had a great new idea of a new area you should get into. Monkeys and llamas. They will fly off the shelves. Johnny flailed his arms a bit like an excited baboon. I really don't think that would work. The monkeys would eat the rabbits, and no, sorry, I don't have any vacancies. Alan was a tired man in need of a rest. Johnny would try to perk him up by posting spiders through his letterbox anonymously. Apparently Alan didn't appreciate this, and wrote an article in the local newspaper about anonymous harassment. Johnny also thought he was an alcoholic. Johnny screamed by very loudly as he left, and all the birds went mental. He laughed to himself and clapped so hard his dry skin flaked like snow. Johnny's mind wandered as he walked through town. Could you catch hepatitis from a borrowed pen in a betting shop? Was Ronald McDonald the actual managing director of McDonald's? Do pigeons cook chips when they can't find them on the floor? All great questions he could use in an interview to seem very smart. Primarchs have a large shop in the centre of town, and Johnny thought this would be his ticket. He entered the shop and spotted the employees' only entrance. Darting towards it, he walked straight in. His efforts were quickly thwarted as a burly security guard grabbed him. Johnny shouted, 
Get off me, you paedophile. This approach did nothing, which is unusual as it had always worked at the school. Many of his colleagues had got fired using this method. Johnny decided a quick exit from the shopping centre would be a good move, so he ran as fast as he could, like a demented ballerina trying to float with a broken ankle. Johnny grabbed three tea towels from the kitchen drawer and held them up against him. His mother was cooking some eggs and he crept up behind her. Look, I'm a rubbish ghost, he screamed at her. Boiling water went everywhere. How Johnny laughed. Johnny, do you think you'll be moving out anytime soon? asked his mother. Um, doubtful. Who else would look after you to look after me? It's the start of a vicious circle. If I move out, you'd be dead in weeks, said Johnny, wagging his finger in her face very closely. The lunch bell had just rang and the students began to leave Johnny's class. Um, Raj, would you mind staying behind just a minute? asked Johnny very politely and out of character. Now, Raj, thank you for your support in staying behind as I asked. That's very good in that. Johnny smiled, showing all of his teeth and gums. Okay, sir, squirmed Raj. Now, there's one thing I wanted to ask you. What the hell is your problem? Raj looked stunned at Johnny. Johnny clinched his teeth together so hard one of them popped out. Don't look at the tooth, look in my eye. If you go tittle-tattling to another teacher again, I will sneak into your room at night and release 27 bats. Do you know how hard bats are to catch? Have you ever heard of one before? Yes, I know what a bat is, sir, smiled Raj. What, a cricket bat, said Johnny, again bordering on racistly. Both actually, sir. I'm on the school cricket team, replied Raj, smugly. Not for long, shouted Johnny. He stood up and jolted towards Raj. He tried to kick Raj in the leg as hard as he could, but he missed and kicked the metal bit of the table really hard. It was at this point that Johnny shat himself quite explosively. What a day, thought Johnny. What a day. Thank you for uh, downloading this episode and listening. Um, that was chapter two. Um, I still haven't had the suggestion of an actual title. So again, if anyone wants to get in touch, it's markspodcast at hotmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter. It's Jurassic Mark, which is J-U-R-R-A-S-I-C-M-A-R-K. Um, I have noticed I've had a few extra followers, so thank you. Um, and... As this was a probably a slightly shorter episode, I'm thinking, uh, I'll over the weekend, I'll release a quick bonus chapter, uh, pretty exciting, which will be a, what do they call it? A, I don't even know what it's called, when like a, a spin-off. It's going to be a spin-off, and it'll be a chapter of either Alan, the pet shop owner, or Raj. Um, a bit of insight into them so look forward to that it'll be a little five six minute chapter 
And um, yeah, the only thing left to say is thank you very much. And um, yeah, see you later. Ta-ta!